Welcome to Not A Princess Diaries podcast. I am Kate Bailon, Not A Princess obviously, and you are listening to another episode. Hello everybody and welcome to part 2 of the books I've read last 2022. So if andito ka na agad and hindi mo pa napapakinggan ang part 1 natin, check it out first. I've linked it on the show notes. So a little recap muna. So part 1, I talked about the first 7 books that I've read last year, my reviews and my ratings for the books and why I liked it and why I did not. It will be the same in this episode as well as I share with you guys another 7 books and my thoughts about them. A little confession, I was supposed to have a Women's Month episode before the part 2 of the books I've read last year. My draft na sana siya and script. I had all these thoughts written already, albeit incomplete. But due to a busy schedule and a constant cycle of burnout, I wasn't able to release my Women's Month episode last March. I'm still sad about it but hopefully next year we can all celebrate March and Women's Month together in this podcast. So share ko lang naman because I have been really trying my best to put out episodes pero may mga nangyayari na talaga na out of my control and also ang hirap labanan ng burnout. With all the things going on in my life, I always prioritize rest above anything. Anyway, thank you for being here and listening to this episode today and I hope that you will enjoy our topic for this podcast. Without further ado, let's get right into it. The very first book that I'm going to talk about in this episode is a book that is also highly recommended on Bookstagram. If you haven't listened to the episode before this and you don't know what Bookstagram is, it's just basically Instagram but accounts or content that are mainly about books and reading. Oh, and I have finally reached the algorithm of BookTok, which is basically books plus TikTok, so I'm happy about that. Hopefully, I'd be able to get good recommendations on books that I should read or get insights and discussions on books that I've already read. Anyway, we got off track again. The first book for part 2 that I have read last 2022 is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. I'm so sorry for all the external noise. Maingang mga kapitbahay at ang mga manok ng kapitbahay. So, let me read to you the Goodreads description for the book, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. The case is closed. Five years ago, schoolgirl Andy Bell was murdered by Sal Singh. The police know he did it. Everyone in town knows he did it. But having grown up in the same small town that was consumed by the murder, Pipa Fitz Amobi isn't so sure. When she chooses the case as the topic for her final year project, she starts to uncover secrets that someone in town desperately wants to stay hidden. And if the real killer is still out there, how far will they go to keep Pip from the truth? I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, I did not like this book. I felt like a lot of things were happening besides the actual point. I wasn't breezing through it like I should have had because this book is a mystery and a little bit of thriller. But sadly, I was not engaged. I found it dragging. I found the main character slightly annoying. I think the order of the plot was a little bit disorganized. I just was not feeling the way that I should be feeling for a book that was supposed to be a mystery. The keep you on the edge of your seat feeling. I sort of expected a little bit for this because I love myself a little bit of mystery thrillers but maybe this book was just not for me. No offense meant to people who did like it. 
to each their own. So I gave this one star for the sole reason that I really expected to like this more. Yet another highly recommended book on Bookstagram that did not deliver. I've also been noticing lately that the popular books right now are more on the romance genre or maybe because we are also growing up and becoming adults so a lot of people have been really enjoying adult romance books. Dati kasi ang usong genre talaga were young adult fiction. Hence, the Hunger Games, the Divergent series, the Selection, etc, etc. My favorite romance book when I was younger was Lola and the Boy Next Door by Stephanie Perkins. A classic, if you will. <laughs> I ate up Cricket Bell and all his pinstripe pants glory. The nerdy boy having a crush on her quirky girl neighbor. I was eating that shit up. Shit, I kinda wanna reread Tuloy just by talking about it. I'm staring at the book now as I write this. It's cheesy, but I love that book so much. So anyway, romance books are what people have been recommending lately on Instagram and TikTok. So I figured, why not read something that has also been highly recommended? So the next book that I read, another hyped book on IG and TikTok, is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. The description of this book goes, Poppy and Alex. Alex and Poppy. They have nothing in common. She's a wild child. He wears khakis. She has insatiable wanderlust. He prefers to stay home with a book. And somehow, ever since a fateful car share home from college many years ago, they are the very best of friends. For most of the year, they live far apart. She's in New York City and he's in their small hometown, but every summer for a decade, they have taken one glorious week of vacation together. Until two years ago when they ruined everything. They haven't spoken since. Poppy has everything she should want, but she's stuck in a rut. When someone asks when she was truly last happy, she knows without a doubt that it was on that ill-fated final trip with Alex. And so, she decides to convince her best friend to take one more vacation together. Lay everything on the table, make it alright. Miraculously, he agrees. Now she has a week to fix everything. If only she can get around the one big truth that has always stood quietly in the middle of their seemingly perfect relationship. What could possibly go wrong? I love myself some friends to lovers trope. It's honestly one of my most favorite tropes. The slow burn, the will they, won't they, the sexual tension. I eat all that up. So I was really interested to know what happened between Alex and Poppy, although I already had an idea on how the relationship got ruined. Medyo obvious na kasi siya. Also, medyo cliche din yung plot nito. You know, typical besties na nag-away because of course, as stories like these go, feelings got involved. Is that a spoiler? I'm sorry if it was, but honestly, it was obvious. <laughs> I give this book three stars. It was an average book for me. Alam mo yung mga libro na you don't have to think too much about what's happening. It's just okay. It's predictable. Alam mo na na in the end, this is what's going to happen. It's basically the plot of this book. They take you to a whole timeline of their vacations together where they hooked up with other people, where they almost acted upon their feelings, yada yada. I just think that I wasn't interested or hooked enough to fully say that I enjoyed this book. Maybe again, I was just not the target audience for this one. I really wanted to enjoy romance books, especially now that I am an adult, but I guess this one was not the one for me yet. 
On to our next books, it is another one written by Colleen Hoover. If you guys remember, in the first part of this episode, I read Verity by the same author and I loved it. Colleen has been very popular on BookTok and Bookstagram and so I really wanted to know what the talk has been all about. This book then, the reason why I read it is because it was gifted to me on my birthday. The book that I'm talking about is Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. Ay, nakong mamanok. The description of the book goes, When Tate Collins meets airline pilot Miles Archer, she knows it isn't love at first sight. They wouldn't even go so far as to consider themselves friends. The only thing Tate and Miles have in common is an undeniable mutual attraction. Once their desires are out in the open, they realize they have the perfect setup. He doesn't want love. She doesn't have time for love. So that just leaves the sex. Their arrangement could be surprisingly seamless, as long as Tate can stick to the only two rules Miles has for her. Never ask about the past, don't expect a future. They think they can handle it, but realize almost immediately that they can't handle it at all. Hearts get infiltrated, promises get broken, rules get shattered, love gets ugly. I think you can already guess that this one is an adult romance book and that everything that happened in the plot was intense. And it was. It was a lot of sexual tension, a lot of pining from the main character female lead, a lot of issues between the two characters and their own personal lives. Honestly, it was so bad reading this, but I was also kinda hooked, not gonna lie. I think I read this for two days only. Even though I was really frustrated with everything that's happening, I didn't really want to put it down because I was intrigued to find out what's next. They also had this like secret of Miles that the author was kind of dangling around all throughout so that was a good way to get me hooked. It was bad that it was so good. I don't even know how to explain it. The writing kasi of this one. It's pretty simple na hindi mo kailangang mag-isip masyado because hindi talaga siya komplikado. But also, if you really think about it, this is so bad talaga. <laughs> the main character seriously needed a lot of therapy and I don't know why Tate was so hooked on Miles. Tapos ito namang si Miles, sobrang drama niya in Broody that he was described by Tate as sort of this man that doesn't smile much but apparently is really good in bed. <laughs> Kakatawa na siyang isipin ngayon. There was actually a part of this book that went around online. Just this one scene or part or lines that people were sharing to kind of provide context on how bad this book is and everyone was kind of roasting it and as a person who blew right through this book i 100 agree with everyone's sentiment it was pretty shit <laughs> but you know if you want to know the part of the book that everyone was shitting on because i'm not gonna read it for you on this episode you may want to consider reading ugly love by colleen hoover if you can get past the bad writing and annoying main leads. <laughs> so I'm giving this book 2 stars over 5. Okay, it's time for the next book, which is Caraval by Stephanie Garber. This book is actually a trilogy and I have been avoiding reading trilogies last year because I really did not want to commit reading trilogies because I really wanted to try a lot of different books last year. I feel like reading trilogies would take a lot of time and eat up the remaining months that I have, but this book has been sitting on our, in our bookshelf for a time, so I wanted to know what it's about. So the description for this book goes, A legendary competition. 
a mesmerizing romance, an unbreakable bond between two sisters. Scarlett Dragna has never left the tiny island where she and her sister Tala live with their powerful and cruel father. Now Scarlett's father has arranged a marriage for her, and Scarlett thinks her dreams of seeing Caraval, the faraway once-a-year performance where the audience participates in the show, are over. But this year, Scarlett's long-dreamt-of invitation finally arrives. With the help of a mysterious sailor, Tala whisks Scarlett away to the show. Only, as soon as they arrive, Tella is kidnapped by Caraval's mastermind organizer, Legend. It turns out that this season's Caraval revolves around Tella, and whoever finds her first is the winner. Scarlet has been told that everything that happens during Caraval is only an elaborate performance. Nevertheless, she becomes enmeshed in a game of love, heartbreak, and magic. And whether Caraval is real or not, Scarlet must find Tella before the five nights of the game are over or a dangerous domino effect of consequences will be set off and her beloved sister will disappear forever. Welcome, welcome to Caraval. Beware of getting swept too far away. I really enjoy a good fantasy slash fiction book. I love getting into the world, imagining the descriptions written by the author. So I was really excited before reading this book. Because feeling ko magical siya and it's going to be an escape for me. It started off really good. I love me some ladies wearing ball gowns, knights, magic, mystery, all that shit. This book had it. It had this magical person that brings games and competition, like a mystery hunt. Na may clues na kailangan ni figure out to go to the next round. And this man, his name was Legend. Is Legend. <laughs> there was also this dark backstory of the sisters were the main focus of the story. Although mas madaming focus is Scarlet Dragna because she is the main character of this book. It was promising and I actually did like this book. Kasi although not everything about it is perfect, it really delivered on taking me on an adventure along with Scarlet, and it had proper plot twists that were actually well incorporated. Meron lang din kasi mga frustrating parts, especially with how Scarlet was written. She wasn't entirely likable. At times, she really irritated me with her decisions and thoughts, and minsan din I didn't like where the plot was going, but Overall, I did enjoy this book. I think it tried to include a lot of stories and happenings that I sort of forgot na nga yung iba kasi madami talagang nangyayari tapos mailap na mailap si Legend dito. Pa-mysterious and shit din siya, which I didn't like. Basta iba naman, I didn't like his vibe. So I give this book 3 stars out of 5. So, syempre, after reading Caraval, which is the first book of the trilogy, I dove right next into the second book, which is Legendary. The description of the second book is A heart to protect, a debt to repay, a game to win. After being swept up in the magical world of Caraval, Donatella Dragna has finally escaped her father and saved her sister Scarlet from a disastrous arranged marriage. The girls should be celebrating, but Tella isn't yet free. She made a desperate bargain with a mysterious criminal, and what Tella owes him, no one has ever been able to deliver. Caraval Master Legend's true name. The only chance of uncovering Legend's identity is to win Caraval, so Tella throws herself into the legendary competition once more. Add into the path of the murderous heir to the throne, a doomed love story, and a web of secrets including her sisters. Caraval has always demanded bravery, cunning, and sacrifice, 
but now the game is asking for more. If Tella can't fulfill her bargain and deliver Legend's name, she'll lose everything she cares about, maybe even her life. But if she wins, Legend and Caraval will be destroyed forever. Welcome. Welcome to Caraval. The games have only just begun. I really had hope for this book. Here, we get Tella's point of view and Tella is Scarlet's sister. So sa book 2, si Tella naman ang bida. I thought that this book would be more exciting because in the first book, Tella has been described as the more adventurous sister. She was the one who loved to break the rules. She was fearless and I really liked characters like that. I was reading the second book with high hopes talaga. I figured it would be more fun and I rated this 2 over 3 stars. Unfortunately, I was more frustrated with the second book. Tella was very stubborn to the point that she got into a lot of trouble and tricky situations because she goes into it without thinking too much about the consequences that may happen. I also felt like there was a story here. I think the plot was going to an interesting route, but a lot of things were happening and it kind of got a little too dragged. Habang tumatagal, padagdag ng padagdag yung mga ganap na nagiging uninteresting na siyang basahin. Scarlet was in this too and isa rin siya na medyo na full frustrate ako na character. I'm not going to say why because it would be a spoiler. Overall, I was so happy that despite not enjoying reading this anymore, I managed to finish it. <laughs> Sadly, I am going to have to give this book 2 stars over 5 just because it really lost me. I also unfortunately did not read the third book of this. Sinerge ko na lang yung plot ng third book and read the plot because ayoko na mag-experience ng third book. I was discouraged but the trilogy really had potential. I think that maybe this trilogy was just not for me and that's okay. But if you would still like to know what happened in the Caraval trilogy, go ahead and read it and experience it for yourself. Okay, so after reading two out of three books of Caraval, I decided to read another romance book yet again. I really wanted to find one that would sell the genre to me kasi talagang sobrang popular ng romance books ngayon. After scouring online, this next book was highly recommended by people, so I decided to give it a shot. The next book is Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating by Christina Lauren. Let me read to you a little background of this book. Hazel Camille Bradford knows she's a lot to take, and frankly, most men aren't up to the challenge. If her army of pets and thrill for the absurd don't send them running, her lack of filter means she'll say exactly the wrong thing in a delicate moment. Their loss. She's a good soul in search of honest fun. Josh Im has known Hazel since college, where her zany playfulness proved completely incompatible with his mellow restraint. From the first night they met, when she gracelessly threw up on his shoes, to when she sent him an unintelligible email while in a post-surgical haze, Josh has always thought of Hazel more as a spectacle than a peer. But now, 10 years later, after a cheating girlfriend has turned his life upside down, going out with Hazel is a breath of fresh air. Not the Josh and Hazel date. At least, not each other. Because setting each other up on progressively terrible double-blind dates means there's nothing between them, right? I'm going to go straight to the point and say that this was an okay kind of romance. Not really a page turner, did not really get me hooked, 
but I admit it was pretty cute at times. I really wanted a romance novel that would make me giddy or make me want to kick my feet up in the air with how silly and corny it is, but sadly it was not the case for this one. Although I did enjoy a little bit of this because I do love myself some friends to lovers trope. I don't know, I feel like Hazel, which is the main female character of this book, was very much giving I'm not like other girls type of girl. She gave me the ick at most times. She was reminding me of the manic pixie dream girls that were so popular back in 2011-2012 era. It was also predictable, of course. After dating a lot of people that that is not each other, mauuntog sila and marirealize nila, holy shit, we should probably date and get this over with. <laughs> it was okay. I don't have much to say, so I'm just going to rate this one 3 stars over 5. And finally, we are on to our last book. Matatapos na rin ang episodes na to after so many months. The last book that I read last 2022 was It Starts With Us by Colleen Hoover. I think this is the second book or maybe the sequel of It Ends With Us. I'm not really sure. This was a highly anticipated release and so, as a gaya-gaya, I wanted to know about the hype as well. I said this on the first episode and I am going to say it again here. I read the first novel and I thought it was pretty okay, albeit dragging at times, so I wanted to see if things improved in this one. Let me read to you the description of this book on Goodreads. Before it ends with us, it started with Atlas. Colleen Hoover tells fan-favorite Atlas's side of the story and shares what comes next in this long-anticipated sequel to the glorious and touching number one New York Times bestseller, It Ends With Us. Lily and her ex-husband, Ryle, have just settled into a civil co-parenting rhythm when she suddenly bumps into her first love, Atlas, again. After nearly two years separated, she is elated that for once, time is on their side and she immediately says yes when Atlas asks her on a date. But her excitement is quickly hampered by the knowledge that, though they are no longer married, Ryle is still very much a part of her life and Atlas Corrigan is the one man he will hate being in his ex-wife and daughter's life. Switching between the perspectives of Lily and Atlas, It Starts With Us picks up right where the epilogue for the gripping, pulse-pounding, best-selling phenomenon It Ends With Us left off. Revealing more about Atlas's past and following Lily as she embraces a second chance at true love while navigating a jealous ex-husband, it proves that no one delivers an emotional read like Colleen Hoover. First thought that I had about this book is... How is Atlas literally so perfect? <laughs> well, of course he is. He is a fictional man written by a woman. No man will ever be as perfect as that and we can only dream of someone like him. <laughs> anyway, the other thoughts that I had about this book was that this was more on Lily trying to live through her life as a single mom, as a newly divorced woman, trying to balance everything her flower shop, her daughter, and also her messy personal life. It was actually good reading about how she was trying to handle and get a grip on everything that's happening all at once and how she had to come to terms with the fact that as much as she wants to forget Ryle and everything that happened between them, he will always be a part of their life because they have a daughter together. Also, I think it's great that we also get to read Atlas's point of view now 
and get his own perspective on his and Lily's past and also know more about him because he is a rich chef, a restaurant owner, has his own house, and is, as I've said before, literally so perfect. So of course, dapat may family trauma siya to make up for all that perfectness. <laughs> so the fact that Ryle was less of the focus on this makes this a better book than It Ends With Us, but I am still giving this the same rating as I did with the latter, so this is a 3 stars over 5. The thing about Colleen is that she can keep things interesting enough that you would want to read more, and I like that. And I actually like this book as well. Not super love, but okay to read and pass the time. Kilig enough din siya, so that's a good factor as well. We are now at the final minutes of our episode. Finally, I have shared to all of you the books that I have read last 2022. Napatagal man, just ko, June na ngayon. We're at the half of 2023, pero still, I'm glad that I was still able to achieve this episode. I hope that I somehow encouraged you to pick up a book and finish it. Kahit makaisa ka lang sa isang buong taon, it's no problem. This 2023, I am still reading a lot of books. So hopefully, ma-recap ko din next year ang mga natapos kong basahin ngayong taon. Also, it is June, which means it is Pride Month. Happy Pride Month to all of us, especially to our dear LGBTQIA plus friends. Please know that this podcast is a safe space and is always open to celebrate and support all of you. I also made a Pride episode in this podcast with my dear friend Vince. So if you want to give it a listen, I've linked it on my show notes. I would love to hear all your feedback on this episode. So if you have any, please put it on this episode's Q&A on Spotify. Meron po ako minsan polls and questions in my episodes kung sa Spotify kayo nakikinig. And I will pin your answers if maglilive po kayo ng answers or messages. So please feel free to do so. As always, you can message me on Instagram at notaprincessdiaries for any suggestions, questions, and podcast topic recommendations. Thank you so much for listening and see you on the next one.